Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about. Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. You know, I sat on an advisory board for one of the uh, national insurance companies, and the idea of this advisory board is to bring different groups together from the insurance carrier to the producers and just discuss some of the, uh, the, the things that are going on in the current market, basically the current environment. So we'll have underwriters perspective, we'll have the actuaries involved, and then we'll have some uh, people like me that produce and actually sell the product. And, you know, we're going to discuss different topics according to what's going on. So last year, of course, COVID was a big issue with the underwriting changes and some of the things that the insurance carriers were asking us. But when it comes down to um, from the from my colleagues, from the people that are helping plan, um, you know, they're helping clients directly. One of the most difficult aspects of being a long term care insurance planner is explaining what a long term care situation or extended health care event entails. It doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal, but really, it's one of the biggest hurdles we face. And now with the passage of the Washington State Long-Term Care Trust Act, which if you're new to this, it's basically a payroll tax that the state is enforcing on all W-2 wages. And it's that money's going to go into a trust fund, and if you pay into it for 10 years down the road, you can qualify for a $100 day benefit for a year for long-term care. So that is that that has been passed out here in Washington State. Well, now, because of that, this issue of what long-term care is has become compounded because basically the state is saying, you have a choice. We're either going to tax you for long-term care insurance or you can go out and get your own long-term care insurance in place. They're not giving, you know, that's that's the choice. You either get a plan to opt out if you're an employee or we're going to tax you for it. So I will just tell you, in all my years, we've really seen um, the the compounding effect of explaining what long-term care is, because we're getting a lot of people that just call and say, gosh, you know, I just need, need, what's my cheapest plan to get out of this tax? I don't want to pay the tax. And unfortunately, you know, I say, you know, most people have never thought about long-term care insurance. And I say most because there are a lot of people who are currently entrenched in a long-term care situation right now with their loved ones. And they understand. They get it. But as a general rule, there is this entire segment of the population that doesn't understand what an extended health event is or what's involved when a loved one ends up in a long-term care situation. And it is, you know, it's surprising to me because if we look at it statistically, the, the government says after age 65, 7 out of 10 of us, 70% of us are going to end up needing long-term care. The alternative to that is we die. So you're either going to, seven out of 10 of us are going to end up needing help from others before we pass away. That's what the statistics tell us. And with the baby boomers coming on board, we have this aging population. We're starting to see the need for long-term care services really grow year after year after year. There's just really not enough people. And that's putting more pressures on families to take care of their loved ones. 
And so I'm surprised that more people haven't thought about it, but it's becoming, you know, that's why the state passed this this law, and, and Washington State will not be the only state. There's other states lined up to do something very similar, because remember, the states share Medicaid with the federal government, and all the states' budgets are just busting at the seam when it comes to Medicaid. They are just spending millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they don't see that slowing down. So I think a lot of other states are going to be looking at some kind of similar type of tax or tax. But back to my point about, you know, people not thinking about long-term care, I can tell that the people haven't thought about it when I talk to them because the discussion is generally about money. Usually the conversation goes something like this. I have enough money to self-insure and I don't need long-term care insurance. I'm just looking to get out of the tax. And it's almost like a matter of pride above everything else. I don't need any stinking insurance. I've worked hard. I have money. I don't need any any help with long-term care. I'll just pay for it as I go. And I think this message is propagated by the professionals. I mean, we have attorneys, financial advisors, CPAs. You know, there's a syndicated uh, uh, financial advisor, Rick Edelman, that says poor people don't need to worry about long-term care because they end up on Medicaid, and rich people don't need to worry about it because they have enough money to pay for it. So again, that's the messaging behind that. They just all look at long-term care simply as a money issue. If you have enough money, you're probably fine. Keyword there, probably. Now, no one has quite defined that amount. I've heard everything from a million dollars to five million dollars. I just talked to somebody the other day whose attorney said two million dollars. So those numbers are all over the place. But again, that's just the, the guidance that we're getting from a lot of professionals out there. If you have money, don't worry about long-term care. It's it's just defined as a money issue. And so my question to you is, with these same professionals, why isn't this the standard thought on homeowner's insurance? If we look at your home, you work hard and you pay your home off, okay? You don't have to have insurance. That's the rule. So you've, you, you've paid the mortgage off. You don't have to have homeowner's insurance. So you could save those premiums and invest it. You know, just like you can everything else. You can take that money that you're paying in those insurance premiums and invest it. And in fact, if you took that $1,500 a year insurance premium and you got a 5% return on it, after 20 years, you'd have pretty close to $50,000 of cash. That would be your money instead of the insurance money. And now let's even sweeten this deal when we're thinking about self-insuring the home. The average cost of structure damage in the United States from a fire is less than $40,000. That's the average. Average is used all the time in long-term care. Average, average stay two years, average this, average that, average that. So average cost of a home, about $40,000. But here's the catch. There's a 99.97% chance your house will not burn down this year. Think about that. 99.97% chance you are not going to experience a fire this year. So that sweetens the deal, too. So we're, we're considering why wouldn't we just say let's self-insure our home? In fact, um, depending on where you live, that the, the chance of somebody breaking into it's even smaller than that. You know, a lot of these gated communities and stuff have almost zero crime in them, so it just depends where you live. But here's an article that I found on the internet that was addressing this question about fires. Um, what are the chances of a fire causing the house to burn down to the ground or result in having to call the fire department? So having a fire big enough to even have to call the fire department. Fortunately, the chances of either are very small. The chance of a given house experience a fire in a given year is far less than 1%. So that's what I was telling you. It's 99.97% chance your house is not going to burn down in a given year. And according to the National Fire Protection Association, this article goes on, your chance of having the fire large enough to require even reporting to the fire department, the chances are roughly one in four 
in your entire lifetime. So maybe a 25% chance that you would even have to call the fire department. And again, the average structure fire is less than $40,000. Your odds are 25%. Compare that to long-term care, 70% chance you're going to get there. And we know the cost can be just devastating, right? So anyway, the article goes on. The, lock, uh, the lack of um, smoke detectors, all these other things have, have different factors on your house. But basically, the bottom line is that statistic, the odds are very small that you're going to have a fire, but that you'll never have a fire. But the financial advisors never sat down and look at it that way. Say, hey, if we're really going to save some money, let's just do this. But they'll say that about long-term care all the time. Oh, you can just self-insure. So again, the problem that we're having here is that you know, homeowners is a little bit different because when was the last time you turned the news on and you saw somebody's house burned down? You know, it probably wasn't too long ago, especially we're in fire season now in the West in the summer, so you're seeing these big fires. So that stuff is thrown out in front of us, and so we understand that. We're also trained to have homeowners insurance because we have to have it when we have a mortgage. And there's some other factors out there, too. And and most of us, I think, you know, I, I was talking to my, my property casualty agent years ago, and I said, what happens if you call you call up one of your clients there on, on, on the beach in Hawaii, and you call them on their cell phone, and you say, hey, your homeowner's insurance expired yesterday. We, um, you don't have any coverage. Do you want to just uh, give me a check when you get back, or do you want to go get a credit card and, and, and insure that right now? He's like, I said, what are they going to do? And he said, oh, they're going to go get the credit card, and they're going to pay me, of course. Because what are we worried about? We're worried about the consequences. We're worried about the magnitude. If the house does burn down, that's just absolutely horrible. And my point is solving any catastrophic event like your house burning down or a long-term care event is not just simply about having money in the bank. I've said it before. My house burned down when I was 10. The insurance company didn't just show up with a sack full of money. They actually showed up and they went to work. They knew how to rebuild the house. They knew how to get the contractors. They knew how to get the permits. They knew how to find us a place to live. We went on with our lives. And my point is extended health care events are very, you know, can vary in the severity, but they have similar aspects to that. If it's a sudden event, you have a lot of complex issues that you got to solve. That bag of money that you've saved to pay for long-term care is not going to solve the problem. You're going to have all these other issues. And so what I want to do today is I want to spend a little bit of time going over really what a long-term care situation entails and what it is. And I think the best way to do this is I'm going to tell you a story about a client of ours in, in a, in a long-term care situation that happened last year and a claim that we filed here at 525 Advisors. And I'm going to read you some of the notes that we put in our system from talking with the family and how this situation played out just so that you can get a grasp and understand what a long-term care event is. So stick around. We're going to head into our first break, and when we get back, we will talk a little bit about what we did last year to turn this policy on. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Are you thinking of retiring in the next 10 years? Did you know you could spend the last of your working years paying into Washington State's new long-term care plan and never get a dime out of it? Beginning next year, this payroll tax forces employees to pay into a long-term care plan, and you won't have a choice. The only way to opt out is to have an existing plan in place. Now, I'm not going to be paying this new tax because my wife and I have a plan through 525 Advisors. I recommend you do the same. Learn about this new payroll tax 
Max and new long-term care plans at a free live webinar this morning at 9. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans to pay you back if you never need it. You think the state plan's going to do that? So attend the free live webinar this morning at 9. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. Uh, you just heard an ad. We have got a class coming up in August. We're only going to have one class in August. It's going to be Wednesday the 11th at 3 p.m. And again, the classes are just going to allow you to get an overview on what long-term care is, what it pays for, what Medicaid, what Medicare does, um, how your what your options are, traditional plans versus asset-based. So it's just kind of that 10,000-foot view so you get the basic understanding. And that class, again, we're only going to have one in August. August is just going to be really short this year. It's you know kind of peak summer, I know, but we have several events going on. Um, so look for that class on our website Wednesday at 11, uh, 3 p.m. That's Wednesday the 11th. And you can sign up for that at 525longtermcare.com. So again, I was telling you, one of the biggest challenges that we have in this industry is really explaining what long-term care events are and how, how they, they play out. Most people, when we say long-term care, they see a nursing home, they see old age, and I'll tell you, folks, it, that is not what long-term care is. We have people that you know end up in long-term care events in their 40s and 50s from accidents or cancer or autoimmune diseases, and then, of course, we have the people that you know, age into it, which is what most of us are thinking is going to happen. We're going to age into that. But regardless of when the event happens, it can be a very, um, a very trying time, not only for the people that are in the event, but more importantly for the family members, the people that are trying to manage that situation. And I am going to tell you here a story. I'm changing the names just to protect our client's identity. But this is a client of ours that we actually turned a claim on for last year. And um, I'm just going to give you some notes that came out of our system and what happened and and how complex the situation got quickly and why the long-term care insurance was so important and how it really kind of saved the day. And that's what I want you to understand. That's really the takeaway is that these people did have a long-term care insurance plan, so they had somebody to call. Just like when the house burns down, you call the insurance agent. That's what these people did. So this was March 17, 2020. Um, I was notified by our, our, our client, Linda, that her husband, Paul, had passed away from COVID. He wasn't feeling well. She took him into the hospital on Friday. They ran him up to the emergency room, put him in ICU, and that was it. She never got to see him again. He passed away on Sunday. Paul was 82 years old. Now, Paul had an asset-based long-term care plan with us with a death benefit on it, and so she had notified us that he had passed away, and we said, that's okay. Thank you. You know, We're sorry, but we will get the death benefit paperwork filed out and get that out to her so she could get that money from his policy. So we took care of that. On March 18th, we followed up with Linda. Now, here's something you have to understand about Linda. Linda, during this time, is suffering from 
cancer. She has got kidney cancer. She is being treated for that. She has tubes hanging out of her body. She was essentially in a long-term care situation. She was getting support from the Cancer Alliance, and her husband was taking care of her, and she was now on her own. So on March 18th at 11.10 in the morning, we followed up with Linda to let her know the paperwork was on the way for the signature for, for Paul's death benefit. We asked how she was doing. She was not feeling well, and she was very lightheaded, and she had not been eating. She was uh, expecting a home health aide to stop by later in the day and check on her. So we said, okay, we're going to check back on you. We're going to see how things are going. So at 1247, Madeline, our case manager, followed up with Linda again, or followed up with her younger daughter, actually, to get a status update on Linda. And Linda was receiving the, the treatment from the kidney cancer. She had a nurse that came out like once a week and helped clean the tubes and do and just check on her. And her husband was 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 helping her with meals and doing all that other stuff in between. Well, her daughter explained that because of um, the COVID exposure, that they were not supposed to enter the home and they could not assist their mom. So the daughters could not go in and help mom. They were told to stay away from her because Linda had been exposed to COVID when she was with Paul. So this started to be a mess. They couldn't even just go in and help mom. And then they also found out that the caregivers, they were trying to get a home health aid, was not able to stop in and help Linda either because of the COVID exposure. Remember, this is when COVID is just ripping, and most people did not have the proper PPE to get in there, to the, the gear to put on. So uh, the daughter was overly concerned that her mom was very weak and she was unsafe. They were talking to her on the phone, um, and they informed her that, um, you know, we informed the daughters that Linda had a long-term care insurance policy. And so we called the insurance company directly for Linda to get this policy turned on. Madeline reached out. She she called the company. This com- particular company that we were with had the concierge care service, so they assigned somebody to us. So we had one contact person, and we gave that name to the daughters. We gave the name to Linda, and we said, this is going to be our contact person, and we explained the situation, what was going on, that we could not get healthcare workers out there. Linda was weak. Her husband had been taking care of her, but he had passed away. The daughters could not get into the house because they didn't have, um, because mom was exposed to COVID, and they couldn't find anybody with a PPE. So the insurance company contacted the Seattle Cancer Alliance, which Linda was getting her treatment through, and asked them if they could get a nurse out there with the PPE and explain the situation. They said, yes, we will get the nurse out. It was ahead of schedule, but they will get that nurse out today to look at her. And they wanted the nurse to go out and assess Linda and find out what the needs were. So 4.58, a nurse from the Cancer Alliance shows up. Again, we're still on the 18th of March. And she shows up. She was able to get the PPE. She goes in to see Linda on her home and, the, and, and give her an assessment. And the assessment came back to the insurance company that um, it was unsafe and they needed to move her the next day if they couldn't find somebody to be there. And so this was the assessment from the, the nurse. She went in there and she looked at Linda and she you know, helped her out, cleaned out her tube and said, you know what, this isn't a safe environment for her. She needs some help in the house. And they did not have home health care aides at that point. And if they couldn't find one, they said they need to get her moved. So they come back to the insurance company. So March 19th, the next day, we had conducted a search trying to find some, some uh, home health aides, and everybody's running into the same thing. They were not prepared. They did not have the PPE that they needed to go in and provide care in the home. And so the insurance company contacted Seattle, the, the Cancer Alliance again. They scheduled an ambulance. They found a hospital room for Linda, and they went out and they got her, and they moved her to the hospital. So this was on the 19th, and this is what it took just to get her the care. Multiple phone calls back and forth, and just think how complex this situation was. 
Now, move forward almost a week now. On March 27th, Madeline spoke with one of Linda's daughters again and found out that Linda was doing very well, that she was still at the Evergreen Hospital. She had tested positive for COVID but was asymptomatic. The doctor wanted to keep her two to three more days and test again. And then he suggested a plan of care for a minimum of four hours a day of home health care in the home for Linda. Linda wanted to get back to her home, and the doctor said, that's fine, but we need somebody there at least four hours a day to assist her. So Madeline followed up with the daughter, got the plan of care from the doctor, contacted the insurance company. The concierge team confirmed with Evergreen that they had the plan of care, and they went to work trying to find somebody to get in place so that they could get Linda home. Um, Again, on April 3rd, so go out another six days, um, Linda would be limited to Evergreen support until she tested negative for COVID. So she was positive, but they were just waiting for that negative test. April 6th, Linda tested negative for COVID and was eligible for the home health care. April 10th, Linda was at home receiving 24-7 care originally. And again, this was all set up through her daughters, through the insurance company, working to find somebody to get this place. And folks, I will tell you, um, Linda's doing well. But it was just a firestorm at that moment. Think of what this poor family went through. They lost a father. They lost a husband. They couldn't have a funeral. They couldn't get in to see mom. Mom was exposed to COVID. Mom was in a long-term care situation. She needed help immediately. Who do you call? What do you do? And this is the thing. They weren't alone. Because they had this insurance policy, they made one phone call, and we said, we'll take care of it. And we got that concierge team turned on. And those are the people with the skills and the expertise that can sit there and put this puzzle together. Okay, we can't get a home health care aid because of this. Then let's look at this avenue. What if we can do this, 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 or this? Let's get the assessment. They knew how to do all that stuff. And this is where people miss what long-term care insurance does. They think that sack full of money that they have is just going to take care of it magically, and it's not. And I will tell you, when the dust settled on this, one of the most powerful phone calls we got was from one of the daughters just calling saying, I cannot believe that mom and dad did this, that they put these plans in place because we had no idea what to do. It was just a train wreck for them. So again, the reason why I tell that story is understanding what long-term care is. It's not simply about having enough money. No insurance situation is. It's not You, you, you don't have health insurance or skip health insurance because you have enough money. You have health insurance because you want to get that plan of care. You want to get surrounded by that team of professionals. That's what we do here. Uh, stick around. When we come back from our next break, I'm going to introduce you to Conrad and Shelly. This is one of my favorite clients of the week. Conrad came in kicking and screaming, and I'll tell you why when we get back. Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Are you thinking of retiring in the next 10 years? Did you know you could spend the last of your working years paying into Washington State's new long-term care plan and never get a dime out of it? Beginning next year, this payroll tax forces employees to pay into a long-term care plan, and you won't have a choice. The only way to opt out is to have an existing plan in place. Now, I'm not going to be paying this new tax because my wife and I have a plan through 525 Advisors. I recommend you do the same. Learn about this new payroll tax 
products and new long-term care plans at a free live webinar this morning at 9. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never need it. You think the state plan's going to do that? So attend the free live webinar this morning at 9. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Tori Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble, and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back. Thanks again for tuning in. I got to tell you, um, you know, that last segment, just going through those notes, it's it's a little bit emotional because... Um, you know, we we understand in this business, we, we have multiple clients that are on claim, and each situation is just unique and different. But at the end of the day, what long-term care planning is really doing is it's protecting the family. And I think back about Linda and Paul, and I think of their poor daughters, and how relieved they were that their parents had put this plan in place because it was just full chaos. And Madeline and I talk about this. This is why we love what we do, because we know that at the end of the day, um, you know, we are adding real value to people's lives. And it's just like my grandmother who had a policy. Um, you know, it wasn't the fact that she got the care that she deserved and that she got a little bit of money out of that policy. The, the big thing was that my mom got to go on with her life and I got my mom back in my life and my kids got their grandma back in their life. And it just really protected the family. And that is what's so um, value about, valuable about these long-term care insurance plans. And especially if they're with the right company. Not all companies offer that level of service. But that's our job is to explain, you know, the pros and the cons of the different companies and what's important to you and why this company might be better fit for you than this other company. Um, but this week, I want to go over our client of the week. This is Conrad, who is 69, and Shelly, who is 62. First off, I just got to tell you, Conrad, I'm not kidding you. He came in kicking and screaming. Literally, the only reason why he agreed to talk with us was to please Shelly or to get her off of his back, as he would say. Um, They were both retired. They had one child. They had one young grandchild, and we're hoping to have a couple more. But let's start with Conrad's situation here. First off, Conrad was a a, a self-made man. 
he did not want long-term care insurance. He just plain and simple. He he just didn't think it was important. He had money. He just didn't need it. Um, he had sold a business. He had built a business basically from scratch and sold it and was financially independent. He had liquid assets of a couple million dollars alone, and then he had a bunch of real estate, commercial real estate, and some different real estates of assets that generated income. So financially, he was in good shape, and he just said, "I don't need it. I can sell for sure." And my direct point looking him in the eye was like, you're absolutely right, Conrad. You can self-insure. You know, that's surprise, surprise, right? You can do it. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, he didn't see the need for insurance. He said it didn't make sense to him. Uh, he didn't want to incur the expense. He didn't want to pay for a premium. And quite frankly, he said as a business owner, he had paid enough insurance premiums over his life. So that was his take. Okay. And so that's what we were starting with when he came in. It's like, all right, he doesn't want insurance, doesn't need it. He's just here to keep the wife off his back, plain and simple. Now, let's take a look at his wife and talk about her concerns for a second. First off, Shelly could not take care of Conrad, you know, right out of the gate. And she said, this is my biggest thing. I can't lift his leg off of me. How am I going to help him get out of bed? She goes, if something happens to him, I would have to bring help in right away. Conrad was about 6'6 and about 260 pounds, big strapping guy. Shelly, 5'3, about 130 pounds. It's one of those opposites attract things. You know, they're a great couple, but you look at him and she was right. She could not get him up off the floor if he fell. There was just no way. So she was worried about that. And that was one of the biggest things. She said, if something happens to Conrad, A, I've got to bring somebody in right away or I've got to get him into the facility. That's just plain and simple. She said, it's just, that's what it's going to break down to. I cannot physically help him get through this house or move him or get him back up in a chair or something like that. She was also worried about becoming a burden on their child. She said, gosh, we only have one child right now. They just had a baby. She said, we're hoping that they have some more kids. They're going to be busy for a long time with their family, raising their family. I don't want to burden them with decisions and all these other things. If one of us end up in a long-term care situation or or she said worse, you know, what if both of us end up in there? So that was her concern. She was also greatly concerned about, you know, the the fact that that Conrad could end up in care or pass away and leave her by herself for a long time. Again, he's seven years older than her, and statistically, men will die sooner than women. So she was just looking at the math, saying, look, there's a good chance that I'm going to live a good chunk of this life alone. So that was a concern for her. Another big hot spot for Shelly was the fact that dementia runs in their family. So her mom was doing fine. Her mom was uh, 86 years old, but she was the youngest of three daughters. And her two old aunts, so her mom's two older sisters, both had dementia. So again, Shelly's looking at that saying, man, you know, it could be, you know, my mom seems to be doing okay right now, but she goes, it definitely runs in the family. And I'm worried about that. What if I'm alone and I end up with dementia? And she was really just concerned about the complexity of managing the, 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 the system and the claim. She watched what her mom went through as the youngest sister trying to juggle the, the needs for her two older sisters and get the care that they needed and find a place for them because neither one of them had long-term care insurance. So again, Shelly was just looking at this long-term care through a different lens. Conrad was simply looking at it for money. Shelly was looking at it as a real-life event. What happens when the house does burn down? There's a lot going on, and she saw that. So we really had two distinct views on the same subject. 
So here's what we found out during the conversation. Both of them were in good health. Um, they had a lot of options. They could self-insure technically. I just looked at Conrad right out of the gate and said, yes, you can self-insure. That's not the issue. So it's not a matter of need. It's not a matter of need. Do you need long-term care insurance? I'm a firm believer. Quite frankly, nobody needs it, but you should want it. Once you find out what it does, how it works, how you can get paid back if you don't use it, most people want it. So that's really, really an issue. Do you need it? No. Do you want it? Yes. So that was just really kind of the angle we were looking at. Um, they had a, a good chunk of their portion of their assets in cash reserves. Conrad was a pretty conservative guy. I mean, he was a business owner. He built business. He had cash flow issues his whole life. Um, they had some IRA and they had some money in the stock market, but he's also had a big chunk of money in cash. Now, here's something that came out in our conversation. Conrad said they didn't need long-term care, that they could just self-insure. And I said, okay, so how much are you setting aside for long-term care insurance? And he looked at me and he says, well, I've already done the math on this. He goes, I've got $500,000 in savings earmarked for long-term care. I figured that's $10,000 a month for two years for each of us. And I put a little bit of cushion in there. He goes, so I think that's that's my plan. I've got you know $10,000 a month because the average claim is two years. Well, Okay, at least he thought about it, right? I'm going to give him credit for that. The average nursing home stay is two years for men, a little bit longer for women, but that's a skewed statistic because, again, by the time you get to a nursing home, you've already exhausted your resources. Most people in nursing homes are on Medicaid. You don't go check into a nursing home. So that's where that long-term care statistics comes out. If we look at it from an insurance company, the insurance company's average claim now is four years. That's what they're paying out. A third of the people die within a year of filing the claim. So if we average that together and do the third grade math on that, if you make it a year, you're going to make it about five and a half years. That's a true average. That's pretty much right where my grandma was in the assisted living facility. So keep in mind that really, if you make it a year, it's going to be probably closer to five or six years on claim. If it's a cognitive impairment, it's going to be closer to eight years or nine years on claim. So that is the true statistics for long-term care events. So anyway, Conrad had a figure in his head, $500,000 that he had set aside, and he had earmarked that money for long-term care. So with all that said, how did we design a plan? Number one, Conrad still was convinced he didn't need long-term care insurance. So I just I looked at him. I said, okay, we have $500,000 earmarked for long-term care insurance. And I said, what if you take 150000 of that and you go out and you buy a boat or a car or a pickup or, or, a, or a vacation rental or just something that you want, something that's fun, and you give me the other $350,000 and I show you a superior long-term care plan and I pay you back either way. And he looked at me and he's like, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. So I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to show you how we're going to get you better coverage than what you have. Otherwise, a better way to self-insure, a better way to self-insure. And Conrad is like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're self-insuring. You've got $500,000 earmarked, $10,000 a month of coverage is for two years is what your average is. So I said, you give me a portion of that, and I'm going to deposit with the insurance company, and I'm going to give you more coverage, and I'll give you your money back if you don't use it. Now... Conrad obviously had his attention at this point. And then I also explained, you're going to get a lot of other benefits, and we'll get to that in a second, like the concierge care service, the claim support, all those other things. So Conrad agreed to listen to this. And here's what we basically did. I took a single deposit of $352,000. So I said, Conrad, you need to give me $352,000. I'm going to deposit that with the insurance company. Now, Remember, Conrad had a budget of $10,000 a month to cover long-term care expenses for two years each. 
So what I did is I gave them $10,000 a month of long-term care insurance per person. But here's the catch. It's an unlimited benefit, lifetime benefit. So Conrad's got $500,000 and he's saying, I can get you know a little over four years of coverage out of that at 10000 a month. I'm saying for $352,000, I'm going to give you guys each $120,000 a year for an unlimited amount of time. If you need care for five years, Conrad, you didn't use up all of your bucket of money because guess what? Shelly can now take out $120,000 a year for the rest of her life. And I'm also going to throw in some bonus money here, too. I'm going to give you $20,000 for caregiver training, and I'm going to give you $20,000 for home improvement and medical equipment. Now, I had Conrad's attention. I'm going to tell you. I had his, his attention very well right now. But here's what Conrad still thought. He's like, yeah, but that's still expensive. What if we don't use it? What if we don't use it? I'm not going to flush $350,000 down. I said, no, 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 no. Here's the key. You're going to get $500,000 paid back if you don't use it. Now, I got to tell you, this was, it was a fun conversation. Conrad was just, he, he was a great guy. I'm not, he's not a bad guy at all. He was really fun. I, I just, I, I love self-employed business people. I grew up in a self-employed family. They look at things differently. They earned it. They have a different level of respect. Um, and Conrad was just looking at me laughing and he goes, you're kidding me. And I said, no, you give me 352. I'm going to give you $500,000 back if you don't use it. If you use less than $500,000, I'm going to give you the difference back either way. So I'm guaranteeing you the $500,000 that you have in savings. You're going to get that back in either long-term care, tax-free death benefit, or a combination of both. But here's the catch. Should you need more than $500,000 of long-term care insurance, you've got unlimited long-term care for you and unlimited long-term care insurance for your bride. That's the difference. So, folks... I will just tell you, Conrad was the first person to sign. He was excited about this because here's what happens. He's got earmarked $500,000 and most people say they can self-insure, but they don't have money earmarked. So they're just hoping that they can self-insure. They're hoping that the stock market's doing okay. They're hoping that they don't spend all their assets, you know, vacationing, doing things like that and end up on Medicaid. Conrad had actually set some money aside and said, I'm earmarking this cash over here for long-term care. We still have our social security. We'll still have our rental income, but I'm earmarking that. So all we did is we took a portion of that. I don't even need all of it, Conrad. Give me 350 of that 500 and deposit it with the insurance company. I'm going to guarantee you that you're going to get your 500 back either way, but now you have true insurance. And here's the best part about this plan. Go back to our earlier segment when I was telling you what was going on when we called that concierge service. This policy comes with that concierge-level claim support. That means that should something happen to Conrad, Shelly has a number she can call. She can call me, or she can call that 800 number, and they're going to assign somebody to her, and they're going to get to work. She doesn't have to guess how to get to work. And if something happens to Conrad, she has $10,000 a month to bring in home health care aides or to pay for a facility or do whatever she needs to for the rest of his life. And... She's got $10,000 a month to pay for whatever care she might need. If she is diagnosed with dementia down the road, she has $120,000 a year coming in tax-free to help her pay for the care that she needs in the setting of her choice. These plans are comprehensive so they can start their care at home. They can pay for care and assisted living. It doesn't matter. They've got those options. Zero-day waiting period for home health care. And, I mean, just think about this, this coverage that they have now, superior coverage, Access to claims concierge for, for Shelly. They've got a plan. They know who to call now. They don't just have that sack of money sitting on the table that's supposed to solve the problems. They actually have a team of professionals, and they get back more money. 
Folks, this is why I love this job. If you are self-insuring your long-term care, if you think that's the best way to do it, if you think that you've worked hard and you have money and you don't need insurance, you have to take a second look at these asset-based plans. You have to understand how they work. The reason why this works with the insurance company is because actuarially they are studying the village of a million people and they know how many people are going to die, how many homes are going to burn down, how many people are going into long-term care, how long that event's going to be. They don't know if it's you or me. We don't know if it's ourselves, if we're going to end up in that situation or not. But actuarially, they can look at this, and that's the actuarial science that backs up insurance. So when we pull our money together, Conrad can leave his $500,000 in his bank account and have $500,000 in whatever the interest pays for it. Or he can put $350,000 of that money with the insurance company, pull that together, get superior long-term care coverage and be guaranteed to get all of his money back if he doesn't need long-term care. It is just a win-win situation. And again, the best part about this policy for Shelly is she's got somebody to call should an event happen. She doesn't have to figure it out on her own or rely on her kids. So let me come up for air. Um, We're going to head into our next break. And when we come back, I want to talk about some of the pros and cons of the various settings where you can receive care. We'll be right back. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. Are you thinking of retiring in the next 10 years? Did you know you could spend the last of your working years paying into Washington State's new long-term care plan and never get a dime out of it? Beginning next year, this payroll tax forces employees to pay into a long-term care plan, and you won't have a choice. The only way to opt out is to have an existing plan in place. Now, I'm not going to be paying this new tax because my wife and I have a plan through 525 Advisors. I recommend you do the same. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans at a free live webinar this morning at 9. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never need it. You think the state plan's going to do that? So attend the free live webinar this morning at 9. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Tori Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble, and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. 
Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. Okay, we're back. Uh, thanks again for tuning into Long-Term Care Radio. If you're new, we are on every weekend. Uh, we're actually on several stations out in the Seattle market live. So we're on Cairo Radio at 8 a.m. We are on KVI Radio at 9 a.m. We are on KTTH at 1 in the afternoon. This is all on Saturdays. And then we're back on KVI Sundays at noon. And then, of course, we have our podcast. You can get your smart speaker to play it, or you can um, go to our website at 525 Long-Term Care Radio and just click on the radio tab, and that will get you any of our podcasts, or you can find it through iTunes. But really, again, the idea is, um, you know, I, I feel like I go a little Southern Baptist sometimes when I get on this client of the week. I get a little preachy, but you've got to understand there's so many options out there. People think of insurance as, i got to write a check for something I'm never going to use. And I was talking to a client this week. I said, you know, insurance is only important when you need it. That's the bottom line. The rest of the time, our homeowners, our car insurance, it's just we're just stroking a check. It's like writing a check for a boat without, you know, it's a, it's a boat payment without the boat is what most insurance is. But these asset-based plans are completely different. If you are self-insuring, you now have the option. You come in a lump sum. Just reposition that money. Take it out of one pocket, put a bunch of features and benefits on it, stick it back in the other pocket. It's going to go back to your estate. And like our client of the week this week, they're getting more back than they put in. That's just fantastic. It's just, I mean, and he's 69 and she's 62. They're not spring chickens either. So, again, we have some really wonderful options out there if you're healthy enough. And our process for everybody that wants to learn about long-term care is go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. Listen to our podcast, look at the resources on our website, and then we have our system out there. Filling out a pre-screen, we're going to gather some information, and then design a custom plan for you. Now, one of the things about these plans today is that the plans today are what we call comprehensive. And so remember, long-term care insurance started out to fill a need back in the 70s, and it was the high cost of nursing homes. And really, most people, their family took care of them until they couldn't, and then they ended up in a nursing home. There wasn't the assisted living and adult family homes and, and adult daycare and continuing care retirement centers and all those things. You basically had you know, veteran centers, you had nursing homes, and you had home people taking care of people at home. So the industry has really evolved since the 70s, and now we have all these in-between places that we can receive care, and three out of four people receive their care at home. They start their journey in their own home. And if you remember a few weeks ago, I was telling you that 66% of people in this country receiving long-term care services are relying solely on family members. So, and if we add it up, it's about 91% are relying on family members for at least part of the, the, the journey. So, but long-term care, when it started, it was nursing home insurance, and then it evolved to these comprehensive. So it pays for care in home. And there's some pros and cons that I just wanted to go over real quickly in some of the different places that you can receive care. Number one is at home. Again, three out of four people start their journey in their own home. So, um, 
the pros of home, obviously, as starting care at home is that the care recipient can remain comfortable. They're in a familiar place. And that's very important for people with cognitive issues. They really like that. It's a familiar setting. Um, there's various services now available. You can get physical therapy to, to come into your home. You can get the homemaker services. Um, so you can even get skilled nursing in your own home. So there's some really nice options that way. Some of the cons, depending on the level of care needed and the supportive services, um, whatever level that is, it can get very costly. That is probably the biggest reason why people move out of a home because you're going you're gonna to cross this point where if you need 24-7 care in the home, it gets very costly because, again, it's like per individual. And so that's where a lot of people will then maybe transition out of the home is when their need, the amount of care that they need to get through that day has gotten to a certain point where it's more cost effective to go somewhere else. Um, another place that you can receive care is you know living with a family member, moving in with a, a loved one can be very positive. It can be, again, very comfortable, familiar setting. Um, frees you up for some of the responsibilities, the homemaker work, stuff like that. Obviously, the biggest con of moving in with a family member is um, who can provide the care. Um, it, it's a burden on those people that you're living with a lot of times, especially if they're still working. And it can be emotionally and physical, physically taxing on your family members when you move in with a family member. Uh, then we have adult daycare. Adult daycare is becoming very popular. So the advantages of adult daycare is this, this type of care allows the older adult to live at home or with a family member, but also be engaged in kind of a community setting. So you go to adult daycare for four hours or six hours or eight hours a day. The downside, of course, to that is uh, for older people, especially a full day of activities can just be very exhausting. So a lot of times the adult daycare, they're not as comfortable as the home and they're not as easy to just spend the whole day there. But there are that's a, that's an option out there. And long term care insurance does pay for that. Um, assisted living facilities, of course, in this type of facility, the older adult can receive tailored care with services ranging from assistance with chores to hands-on care. Um, living near people and socializing with others is known to improve the well-being and happiness. I was talking about this a few weeks ago that you know people that can move to a nice assisted living facility and be engaged socially tend to feel better about themselves when they're engaged. Um, the downside, of course, to assisted living is individuals may feel sadness or depression after you know being separated from their home and their loved ones. So that's always difficult. I know moving out of the house into assisted living, it's something if you can think about ahead of time and plan, it makes it a lot easier. Um, then you got nursing homes. Of course, nursing homes pros are they provide access to skilled nursing twenty four seven. That's that's one of the big advantages. The downside to a nursing home is moving into one, transitioning one is very difficult. Most people don't move into a nursing home; they get put in a nursing home because again, it's it's limited. Nursing homes have limited interaction as opposed to assisted living facilities. But again, it's for people that need that skilled nursing. Um, so again, a wide variety of places that you can receive care. The point is that your long-term care journey, we don't know how it's going to play out, but when you have a long-term care insurance plan like Conrad and Shelly now, they have $10,000 a month coming in for life. They can start at home. They can use that benefit down the road in assisted living, adult daycare, nursing home, hospice care. It doesn't matter. That policy is going to follow with them and go with them, and they can use that. So uh, we've just about wrapped up another week. I want to say, um, again, thank you for everybody that came to our classes this uh, month in July. We've got one more scheduled for August, and again, that's the 11th at 3 p.m. The classes are just a really great way to get your toe in the water, especially if you are feeling pressure to get a plan in place because of this Washington State Trust Act. 
um, definitely try to come to one of the classes and just learn the basics about it. A lot of the carriers are pulling out. Again, we're starting to see limits being pushed up from some of the other carriers. And um, it's going to be continue to be kind of a tough situation here for the next couple months because there's so many people rushing into this right now. But sign up for that class. Uh, go through our website. we got a lot of information on there. Again, our website is 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. And um, sign up for a class. Let us know if you have any questions on through that website. And we will be back. Uh, next week with another new show. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Off. Event info, planning resources, and long-term care radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. To schedule an appointment with Brian Ott, call 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free long-term care planning class, visit 525longtermcare.com. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 to Long-Term Care Radio with your host, Brian Ott, on Cairo Radio. 